0: This is Santia Deck, and you're listening to MTMV Sports. Keep it locked. That was it. Yo, this is Maddie Ray, and you're listening to MTMV Sports. What's up, guys? Welcome back to the Lombardi Season Podcast. Uh, great week this week. We're coming off another victory. So, this is another victory week, and uh, we get to say it again Bears still suck uh that I love beating the bears it's one of my favorite things to do love beating any division opponent but just beating the bears really gives me really makes me happy um the first thing I want to talk about today is uh how well our defense played and our defense has been playing well the past few weeks it's been getting better every week i know we've had a couple of easier opponents with the redskins and the giants but i really it's like a momentum booster going into the later part of the year and into the playoffs uh get back to that headspace that we were in at the beginning of the year with our defense and we, we really have we haven't been giving up as many big plays we've been our run defense has been a lot better uh we've been forcing teams to pass the ball and not do very well at it the past few weeks so uh that's that's a really good thing and uh the a lot of people I saw a lot of Bears fans saying Trubisky outplayed Rodgers and uh, you know Trubisky had a really good game. Kinda he kinda did. He had he threw for over three hundred yards. He had a touchdown. But the thing is he threw the ball fifty three times. He threw the ball fifty three times and the Packers held them to thirteen points. Any time a quarterback throws it that many times and you hold them to that little points, that's a good thing for your defense. And Trubisky. I mean he he did okay. He didn't do terrible. He made some big throws. He got him out of some situations. But and one of the interceptions isn't going to count really if you're smart because it it was at the end of the half. He was kind of just throwing a Hail Mary seeing what they could do. So I don't really count that, but he did throw the big interception in the fourth to Dean Lowry and uh even though the Packers didn't turn it into anything, it still took time off the clock and as you saw, they needed every second of it coming down to the very last second. But the We held him to 13 points, and he threw the ball 53 times. So the defense played really good. A lot of defensive players showed up. Rashawn Gary had another really good game, and I know a lot of Packers fans did not like the pick and have been dogging on him all year. But, guys, his pressure rate's higher than Brian Burns. It's higher than Montez Sweat. He has been – I know he hasn't been on the field as much, but the way he's been playing when he's gotten time – and the reason he hasn't been on the field as much is because of Zadarius and Preston. But – When he has been on the field, he has been playing really good. And with him having Mike Smith, the linebacker's coach, and having Preston and Zedarius Smith, the Smith trio, uh, to learn behind, to be able to play with and pick up habits from and things like that, Rashawn Gary has an opportunity to be a really good player. And if our D-line could have Rashawn Gary at at being really good, like coming along, Kenny Clark, Preston Smith, Zedarius Smith, this defensive line can be mean and good for years. And uh, that's, I, I think, the most important thing on a team besides a quarterback is your D-line. If you if your D-line is really good at playing the run and playing the pass, at getting rush uh, on the quarterback, you know, a D-line is one of the most important parts for a team. So if Rashawn Gary keeps this up, he's, he's playing really well. He needs to work on he He needs to learn more moves he doesn't have very many skill moves to get around a player, but he is so strong he's a freak athlete, and it just i mean he is so good at getting a he'll hit his man and drive him into the quarterback in three seconds or less like he is very good at that, and he's a very very strong athlete like that's one of the reasons we drafted him. He is—he's a freak athlete, and that's why he was so highly recruited out of high school. He was like one of the highest recruits out of high school since Jadavion Clowney. So Rashawn Gary is like—he has such a high upside, and to be able to not have to come in and have all the pressure on him immediately, like Brian Burns or like Montez Sweat, he gets to come in and he gets to just kind of learn and sit behind Zadarius and Preston and come in and make an impact when he has the opportunity. So that's really good for us, and that's going to continue to help Rashawn Gary get better. So, he, yeah, he had the big sack, and he played really good. Jair obviously had the pick on the Hail Mary. Dean Lowry had an interception. That was really good. Probably Dean Lowry's best play of the year so far. And the, I mean, overall, the defense played really well. One of the negatives, and it's oh, becoming a weekly thing, and I hate it because I love Blake Martinez, but his coverage... It's just awful, and I, I I took up for him a lot this season on the run because of how our D-line wasn't giving us any run-stop, and he was basically back there alone because the way we play our defense, there's nobody to help him. We play the hybrid safety, but, I mean, he doesn't really have another linebacker there to help him run-stopping like that. So I, I gave him a lot of, like, excuse for it. I was taken up for him, but, I mean, this coverage is – it's bad. I mean, there's some plays where he's in the right spot, but he's just so slow to get to where he's supposed to be. And a lot of times he's not in the right spot. It's just, oh, man, I've I, I watch him my whole game, and I'm just like, man, don't throw it over the middle. Don't throw it over the middle. Or don't throw the flats to the running back because I don't, you know, Martinez is just not doing very well in coverage. But overall, the defense was really good, and there's a lot to be happy about. Um, so, I mean, three straight games. We held the Redskins to 15, the Giants to 13, and the Bears to 13. So, I mean, the defense was playing really well, and I think it's a good booster going into the Vikings game. Um, The offense, a lot of people have been complaining about the offense, and I can see why. I can see where people are coming from. But the thing you got to understand is different offenses have different identities. And Packers fans are so used to Aaron Rodgers being the identity where he can just put this team on his shoulders and wherever he goes is how far we're going to go because he's the best. I still love Aaron Rodgers. He's still a great quarterback, but that's not our identity anymore and I'm glad. And a lot of Packers fans haven't gotten out of the habit yet of thinking that like, that's that's how you win games like A lot of Packers fans would rather Aaron Rodgers throw four touchdowns and win 28-25 than Aaron Jones have a rush touchdown, Jamal Williams have a rush touchdown, Aaron Rodgers throw one touchdown, a defense has a touchdown, and we win 28-25. The Packers fans feel like if Rodgers threw the four touchdowns, we played better, even though that's not necessarily the case. And so I kind of see where people are coming from, but at the same time, guys, we got to realize that this team's identity isn't Aaron Rodgers putting the team on his shoulders anymore. And as he gets older, that's a good thing. Like, we, let's be happy about that. Because we're finding other ways to score. We're finding other ways to get the job done and win games. Aaron Jones has big games. Jamal Williams has big games. Uh, Devontae's having big games. And and then we're getting little production that's helping from guys every game. It's a different guy every game. Sometimes Lazard has three catches for 100 yards and a touchdown. Sometimes Valdez Scantlin goes for 6 and 99 yards. Sometimes it's Jake Kumro catches a big pass down the sideline that sets us up for a touchdown. So, guys, we have... Different aspects of our game that's helping us win games, and it's not always. It doesn't always have to be Aaron Rodgers throwing for four hundred yards and four touchdowns. So I know that I know that we definitely want Rodgers to do good. I, I do. I promise, I do. But just because he's not being the Rodgers of old doesn't mean we're we're not gonna be okay. Like we're winning these games and we're winning. I mean, it's not beautiful. But it's also not as ugly as a lot of people make it out to be. Like this is football, this is NFL football, and that's something we're going to talk about as we go on this podcast. Uh, I have a lot of information that I'm going to give y'all about. I uh, so many people are saying we don't look like an 11 and three team, guys. That's ridiculous. We, you don't get to 11 and three by being bad. We're a very good team. We got to 11 and three by being a very good team. There's things we're very good at. We're very good at winning close ball games. We're 7 and 1 in games that have been close. The only the only game we lost was the 7-point game to the Eagles where we lost at the very end. So we're 7 and 1 in close games and I I say close games any game that we won by 8 points or less. We're we're 7 and 1 and we're, the, if not the best, one of the best red zone teams in the NFL. And that is such a good quality to have as a playoff team because if we're also the second, we've turned the ball over the second least in the NFL. The Saints have turned it over the least, we're the second least. That's another very good quality to have going into the playoffs. We're first in red zone scoring. We score more often than any other team while we're in the red zone. We score touchdowns more often than any other team while we're in the red zone. We're we're one of the top five teams in defensive red zone. We make stops when we have to. We're very good in the red zone. And, guys, that's a great quality to have going into the playoffs. We do look like an 11 and 3 team. No, we don't look like the Ravens the way they're doing it. The Ravens have Lamar Jackson. They're shocking the world right now. They're going crazy. A high octane offense. And, yeah, it looks great. But guess what? They're one game better than us. Like, it just, they could lose a game or two right now and. It, their their fans are gonna be the same as we are right now. Like, oh, oh, what's wrong? Because what if what if the Ravens were to lose the next two and the Patriots win the next two and the Patriots get home field? You don't think Ravens fans would be freaking out like we freak out? Does that mean the Ravens aren't good? Absolutely not. They're great. So why do we look at it like that? We're guys. We're a great football team that has. I mean, obviously we have inconsistencies, but what team doesn't? A team. The perfect example that I was going through today, getting digging up information, and the perfect example is: Do we? We say we don't look like an eleven and three football team. Well, the Seahawks are also eleven and three. And let's go through this real quick. I've got it right here. The Seahawks beat the Bengals, the one win Bengals, the, probably the worst team in the NFL, beat them by one point. Beat the Steelers without Ben Roethlisberger by two points. Beat the Rams by one point. Beat the Browns by four points beat the Falcons by seven points, beat the Buccaneers by six points, beat the Eagles by eight points, beat the Panthers by six points. Every one of them that I said, except for the Rams, have a losing record. Every single one of them, except for the Rams, have a losing record. And the Rams aren't even, right now, aren't even in the playoffs, and probably won't be, if everything goes the way it's going right now. And they beat them by one point. And also, they just lost to the Rams, too. So, they lost 28-12 to to the Rams. So, guys, the Seahawks, the 11-3 and 3 Seahawks, listen to this. Their point differential in wins this year is only 62 points. We, do you think the Packers is higher or lower? Because, to me, if you asked me that question before I looked up this data, I would have said higher. I don't know how much higher I would have said, but the games that we've won, our Packers fans act like they were what I just called off for the Seahawks. But, no, the Packers differential in wins, remember, the Seahawks was 62 the Packers' differential in wins is ninety-eight. We're beating teams worse than the eleven and three Seahawks are beating teams, and we've also played a harder schedule than the Seahawks have played. We don't look like an eleven and three team. What do the Seahawks look like? To me, they look like an eleven and three team that's squeaked by and won some close games and are very good at winning games. That's what we look like too. So guys, I'm not trying to like be mean. I'm not trying to like rant at y'all or trying to call you dumb or something. But, guys, we're being hypersensitive to stuff. We're we're acting like the way the Packers are playing is a lot worse than it really is. The Packers have a 98-point differential in wins. The Seahawks have a 62-point differential in wins. Like, that, I mean, 98, 62. Come on, guys. The, all right, and then looking forward, I, I went over some more data just to kind of put this all into perspective. The 49ers who are this dominant team? This dominant team that we have no chance against. I know they beat us 38 to 7, but the Seahawks always already I'm sorry. The Seahawks blew us out in 2014 in the regular season. And we came back in the playoffs and I know I'm sorry to bring it up again, the NFC championship game that we lost horribly, heartbreakingly, but we we dominated that game until the very end. We we're up 19 to 7 in that game. And they blew us out earlier that season. So the 49ers blowing us out earlier that season. And I'm going to put this into more perspective going forward in the podcast right now. Because th- this is the thing, guys. It's the NFL. This There's so many different crazy things that can happen. Because guess what? Every single player is a professional. Every single team are professional teams. So every one of them are capable of doing professional things. Just because one of them's record says this and one of them's record says the other does not mean anything. Just because this player is a higher rated than this player doesn't mean anything. They're professionals, and they can all perform at a very high level. And that's what we're not seeming to understand. So listen to this. The 49ers lost to the Falcons, who have a losing record. They only beat the Redskins 9 nothing. And I remember Packers fans just a couple weeks ago, two weeks ago, were complaining that we beat the Redskins 20 to 15. I'd say really 20 to 9 because that touchdown at the end was just whatever, but we beat them 20 to 15. The the 49ers only beat them 9 to nothing. Okay? They only beat the Cardinals 28 to 25. The Cardinals, the the losing record Cardinals, they only beat them 28 to 25, and also when they played them again, they beat them 36 28. But that's not what the actual score was because they scored at the very end on a play where the Cardinals were just trying to score to tie, it and it wasn't like it wasn't an actual touchdown. It was obviously in the on the books in the records. It will look like it, but that game was a lot closer than that score said. the 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 Cardinals almost beat the Forty Nine ers two times, so these dominant Forty Nine ers they can be dominant at times, but they're also very beatable. The Falcons, who have, I think, five wins on the season, beat them, okay? The Redskins held them to nine points. If that was the Packers, if the Packers only beat them nine to nothing, fans would be going crazy, riding, pitchforks, everything. They'd be so mad. If the Packers only beat the Cardinals 28 to 25, Packers fans would go crazy. All right, guys, so this is the point. Going on looking to the next one. Look at this, the Saints, the Saints lost to the Rams twenty-seven to nine. So there, there you can say, well, Drew Brees got hurt. That is true. Drew Brees got hurt, but they also went five and zero with Bridgewater. Okay. And another thing you could say is, well, that twenty-seven to nine loss to the Rams is like the Packers thirty-eight to seven loss to the Forty ers That's true. But then you look and they lost to the Falcons twenty-six to nine. The five-win Falcons twenty-six to nine. Okay. So the Saints aren't this unbeatable team either. They also only beat the Cowboys who we dominated. They only beat them 12 to 10. We dominated the Cowboys. They only beat Jacksonville 13 to 6. Jacksonville's not very good. They only beat Carolina 34 to 31. So, another looking at it again. The Saints to Packers fans from afar. Oh, they're this dominant team and the Packers have absolutely no chance to beat them. Really? Because right now, I mean, they lost to the Rams 27-9. to They lost to the Falcons 26-9. to They they only beat Dallas 12-10. They only beat Jacksonville 13-6. Only beat Carolina 34-31. Every one of them I just said, except for Dallas, aren't playoff teams. The only reason Dallas is a playoff team is because they're in the NFC East. So every one of those teams aren't very good. And every one of them, they either lost the game or barely beat them. So... The Saints are a very good football team, just like the Packers, and things like that happen. You don't think Saints fans are upset with a a loss like that or a near a near lose like that. The thing is, guys, every, this happens to every NFL team because it's the NFL. The only team I don't remember it happening to was the Patriots in 07 when they went undefeated. Other than that... Every team has bad losses. Every team has bad beats. It happens, guys. it really does. so we've got to stop being so critical of the team whenever we it's the n f l we're a very good team. We're an eleven and three football team that has won some close games that has played really well in stretches and i got- and okay, one more I got one more to look at. the Vikings. The Vikings lost to oh horrible us, the Green Bay Packers. This Packers team that's going to be one and done in the playoffs. This Packers team that is inconsistent and can't do anything. And we don't look like an 11 and three team. Well, the Vikings lost to us. The Vikings also also lost to the team that we just swept and put out of the playoffs, the Bears. The Vikings lost to the Bears earlier this season. The Vikings lost to the Mahomesless Chiefs. The Chiefs team that we beat Mahomesless, they lost to him. And they only beat the Broncos, who we beat by 11. They only beat them by 4. The Broncos were actually up 20 to nothing in that game, too. This Vikings team that I've heard, all I've heard, I've seen Packers fans saying, we're going to lose the Vikings this week. We can't beat good teams. The Vikings are going to beat us and put us in our place because we can't do anything. Well, We're actually better than the Vikings. Not every statistics going to show that, but as a team so far this season, we have been better than the Vikings. But we're not looking looking at it like that because we're looking at it like, oh, poor me, the Packers didn't draft the guy I wanted. The Packers don't do what I think they should do. They didn't trade for a receiver that I thought they should have traded for, and that's why they're not good. Well, no, guys, this is the thing. The other teams that I just called off are all very, very good football teams. They're very good teams in the NFC that we're competing with for the first seed that we're competing with, for the second seed that we're competing with to be the best in the NFC, and every one of them have bad losses, every one of them have games that they probably should have won by more, every one of them have games where their fans were probably like, Oh no, I don't, if we're going to lose to them or if we're going to play them this close, what are we going to do against this good team? Every team has those problems. So don't I don't want to hear we don't look like an 11 and 3 team. Guys, we're 11 and 3 in the National Football League. The best players in the whole entire world were 11 and 3 in 14 games. That is something to be proud about and that is something to brag about as if you're a fan of the team because we are a very good football team. There's about 8 teams in the NFL that can say they're this good. Not not anybody else. So if we're one of those, if we're in that elite group, that's something to be proud about. And that does mean we have every opportunity to win the Super Bowl just like they do. We have we have stats that go our way. We have uh, the we have like I told you earlier, we're very good in the red zone. We're very good at winning close games. We've got some veterans on this team. I know we've got young guys too, but we've got some veterans on this team. Aaron Rodgers, obviously, he's won a Super Bowl. He's played in playoff games. Tremon Williams has won a Super Bowl. Brian Bulaga has won a Super Bowl. We've got players that can play. We've got players that are good. We and all it takes is. All it takes is to get hot at the right time. When we went to the playoffs in 2010, we were we barely made it to the playoffs. It took the very last game of the season to even make the playoffs. Okay? We had to beat the Bears or we weren't going to go to the playoffs. And what did we do? We went in, the only team to ever do this, we went in as a six-seed wild card and we won the Super Bowl. You don't think we could go in as a two-seed or a one-seed and have a bye week and win the Super Bowl just because some inconsistencies you've seen this season? If you want to talk about inconsistencies, go back to the 2010 season when we won the Super Bowl. That team was inconsistent. Given they that was a good team as far as we, never, we didn't lose a game by more than seven points that entire year, we weren't even down by more than seven points that entire year, but at the same time, we lost to teams that we shouldn't have lost to. And this season, arguably... That hasn't happened. The Chargers aren't a playoff team? No, but they have a lot of talent, and, I mean, things happen. It's the NFL. Should we have beat them? Probably. But do I blame us for losing? No. That is a very good football team, and things happen. The 49ers, that is a very good football team. The Eagles, they're they're a little wishy-washy. They're inconsistent, but Carson Wentz is a very good player. They have very good pieces around him, okay? So, and, I mean, that team came off a of Super Bowl two years ago like I'm not making excuses for us but I'm saying we've lost the teams that are capable of beating guys the, I, the it's it's just that simple guys this is the NFL in the NFL anything can happen these are professional football players the packers aren't the only ones on the field getting paid these other dudes are getting paid to go out there and beat the packers too okay so for us to be 11 and 3 that is awesome for us but I just I just I'm stressing to you because we're so hypersensitive because just because you're a fan of the Packers try putting yourself in the shoes of another team be a, go back to sunday and pretend to be a 49ers fan be a 49ers fan and you're you have this great record you only have two losses you're the first seed you're you know you've got it all in your hands right now you control your own destiny to get a first seed and a bye week in the playoffs go put yourself in their shoes sunday and then go watch the Falcons game You're going to be wildly disappointed, just like as a Packers fan when you watch a game and you're acting like the Packers, this is the end of the world, they're no good. Are the 49ers bad because they lost to the Falcons? No! The 49ers are one of the best teams in the NFL. They lost to the Falcons because the Falcons have professional football players on their team who played like professional football players and beat them. That's just what happens, okay? Okay. So I don't want to hear anybody saying we don't look like an eleven and three football team. We do look like an eleven three football team because we beat the people we're supposed to beat most of the time, and we beat the teams that people said would beat us a lot of the time. There we we won games that other that everybody said we were going to lose this year. We were picked to lose the North by a lot of media members. We were picked to not make the playoffs by a lot of media members. We have. We we're, we're gonna win the North. All we have to do is beat the Vikings and the Lions. I know I'm not supposed to speculate, but all we've got to do is beat one of them, and we win the North. That's all we got to do. I think we'll beat both of them, but all we've got to do is win one, and we win the North. We've already clinched a playoff spot. Like guys, we we're the Green Bay Packers. We we come from Titletown. We're eleven and three, and we have a chance at a two seed right now. We have a chance at a one seed, but most likely a two seed right now. We are a great football team. And, yes, I'm not saying that you can't complain about some inconsistencies. I know there's inconsistencies. I, myself, don't like complaining because there's nothing, whatever I say is not going to change anything. So I don't. I try not to complain a whole lot. Now, I analyze, I talk about it, and I I talk to my friends, and I talk to people on Twitter about what I think could do better. But I'm not going to sit here and complain and be miserable about it because there's nothing I can do. What am I going to do? Call up Goot and be like, oh yeah, this is why this is happening and this is what I think should fix it. No, he's never going to know who I am. He's never going to take my advice. Lafleur is never going to take my advice. Aaron Rodgers is never going to take my advice. So no, there's no, not any point in me being miserable and acting like this. everything's terrible. I, yeah, I'll complain about some inconsistencies. I complain about Kevin King every week. You can ask my brother. I complain about Kevin King every single week because I don't think he's very good. But does that mean I don't cheer for him? No. If Kevin King does something good, I want him to do something good. I want this team to be good, and I love cheering on the Packers. One of my favorite things in the whole world is cheering on the Packers. So, guys, y'all, I'm not telling you to be just like me, but take some of that positive energy. Be happy that we're 11-3 and and not missing the playoffs like we have two years in a row. I know I, I ran it about this last week, but it it's just stressing me out because you guys – Aren't even enjoying this great season we're having. And the thing is, we're going to be even better next year. We're going into the second year with the coach. We're going to be able to add to our offense and make our offense better. We're going to be better next year. We're going to sign more free agents. We're going to make this team better. So enjoy this while it's here. Rodgers doesn't have that long left. He's got just a handful of years left, guys. Enjoy it while he's here. Let's not complain about it, and I know we want to win Super Bowls. I promise, nobody wants to win the Super Bowl more than me. I'll probably cry if we win the Super Bowl. Nobody wants to win it more than I do. But that doesn't mean that I can't have fun with the 11-3 season. If we get put out in the playoffs, yeah, it's going to suck. I'm going to be really upset. But we had a great season, and it was fun to watch. And I don't want anybody to look back at this season, and the only thing you remember it for is we didn't win the Super Bowl. I know we're in Green Bay, and it's championship or bust. I agree with that. But that doesn't mean I'm not going to enjoy the journey there or enjoy the journey almost there. Like, I I just push you guys to be, like, be happier. be Enjoy the season. Enjoy watching Aaron Rodgers play while we still have him. Because one day it's going to have to be highlights, like it is Brett Favre now. And I know I'm getting kind of, like, sentimental on y'all, but, I mean, really, like, if you love the Packers as much as I do, like, one day, Aaron Rodgers is not going to be there. We're going to be in a situation where we're looking for another quarterback. And we'll talk about that more as we go on about uh, drafting and things like that, different rumors that are going around. But, I mean, seriously, guys, one day he's not going to be here. Enjoy it while he's here. Enjoy it while we've got this good team and we're winning games. I mean, we're 11-3. and This is our best this is our best record this deep in the season since 2011, guys. I mean, that that's crazy. Let's be happy about it, and let's let's go win a Super Bowl. We have the opportunity. Let's be good fans. Let's cheer them on. Guys, listen to this. If we win against the Vikings Monday, we clinch the NFC North. We win the North again for the first time in a few years. Okay? So we if we beat them Monday, we win the North. If we beat the Vikings, we are for sure two seed. If we beat the Vikings and the Lions, I'm sorry. If we beat the Vikings and the Lions, we're for sure two seed. Listen to this. I I've got it pulled up right here, the scenario needed for us to get the one seed. Next week, the Rams, I mean this week, the Rams have to beat the 49ers, and then the 49ers beat the Seahawks. That's not necessarily how it has to happen. That's just the most likely way because the Rams and the Seahawks are going to have to, I'm sorry, the 49ers and the Seahawks are going to have to lose another game, and we're going to have to win out. So the most likely scenario for that to happen is if the Rams beat the 49ers this weekend. So we are big Rams fans this weekend. And then the next weekend, the 49ers beat the Seahawks. And we're big fans of the 49ers that week. Because if both of them lose and they're at 12 wins and we win out, We're at 13, we're the one seed. And even if the Seahawks went out and get to 13, we have the tiebreaker over the Saints. So we would be the one seed. That means the playoffs would run through Green Bay. It would take somebody beating us at Lambeau to get to to the Super Bowl or to get to the NFC Championship if they were to beat us in the divisional round. It goes through Green Bay. It goes through Titletown, all right? So that's what we're cheering for. We're cheering for obviously we want to win out, and then we're cheering for our Rams the Rams to beat the 49ers this week, and then the 49ers to beat the Seahawks next week. All right, guys? I'm gonna sign off here. Thank you for listening. I'm sorry I was ranting. I just guys, let let's have a fun season. Let's enjoy the rest of this. Alright. Thank you for listening. What's good? It's your boy Stephen Malcolm and you are listening to MTMV Sports. Let's get it.